Hello and welcome to Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. I'm Lorcan Doherty and today we're talking about Canada. Yes, you heard me right, but no, not the country. Today we're talking about Canada, the award-winning Catalan production company that makes daring, creative and surreal music videos for the likes of Rosalia, Dua Lipa, Tame Impala and brilliantly original ads for companies like Mercedes, Google, Puma, Adidas, Nike, the list goes on. We have an extended interview for you on this week's podcast with Lupe Serrano, Canada co-founder and creative director, and Alba Barneda, their global head of production. They'll be chatting about their meteoric rise from making videos for their mates in Barcelona to becoming one of the pop world's go-to video producers. We'll hear all about their creative process, what it's like working with some of the biggest names in music, and what to do when something goes drastically wrong. Spoiler alert, sometimes it turns out better. Gerard Scatch Folk went along to talk to Lupe and Alba, and he's here with me now. Hi, Gerard. Hi, hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Gerard. Uh, I thought I didn't know these guys, Canada, but then I started checking out the videos, and I've seen a ton of them. I, I know. I, I have the same problem. It happened to me with Dua Lipa, obviously physical, one of her biggest hits. It came in 2020. This British-Albanian singer, and like, I know this song. I've watched the video clip, and then I was watching their website. I was like... Wait, really? They what? They did that? Like, yeah, it, mind blowing. It happened with me. Well, obviously, loads of Rosalia's videos they've made, and uh, a Tame Impala one, which we'll mm-hmm. hear more about later as well. Mm-hmm. From back in 2015, uh, yeah. the less I know, the better. Turns out they did that as well. So yeah, very um, yeah. And, and another one from the vaccines. People may know them as well. An English indie rock band. And this song is. All in white in 2011. I mean, in terms of the style of the videos, obviously there's huge variation from one to the next. But I think one thing that's clear watching them is like there's just this abundance of ideas because, you know, it's 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 really creative stuff. And it's so fast. All of them like so fast and you can see like so many things at once. And so, like, so detailed, so rich, like and a bit trippy at times and a bit surreal. Yeah, it's a little bit Salvador Dali, this Catan painter yeah. with like all his abstractism. Yeah, so. well, there's a bit, of a, a bit of an influence there as well. And this week, I mean, w- well, we've been watching a lot of these videos, <laughs> yeah. you know, to, to, at to, work. To, it felt a little bit weird watching videos, music videos at work. Yeah, sitting in the office, just, yeah, yeah, we're just watching some music videos. No, it's all research for the podcast. Yeah, w- one of them that I just watched was uh, Rosalia's latest one, that they made this long-form TikTok live performance. So it was a 30-minute video. Obviously, I didn't watch the whole video because it was supposed to be watched from a phone because it's recorded with an iPhone. Well, not only one, 30 different iPhones at least. And it's up for Best Music Film at Grammy at the Grammy Awards. Yeah, nominated for Best Music Film. And I mean, it's very unusual for a video that's mm-hmm. made for social media to be nominated mm-hmm. in that category. And an interesting thing is, as you said, it's made for the phone. It's shot in mm-hmm. vertical. Yeah, in fact, it's like it's a long form video because it's the whole Motomami album, Rosalia's third album that was just released in 2022. And they recorded it using phones and it's a great experience to be fair. And with Rosalia singing live as well, they say it's, they say it's a live video. I mean, the video could, is it possible that it was recorded live? It's so, it's so intricate, but yeah, the singing's live. Okay, well, why don't we hear from uh, some of the people behind these videos and some of the people at Canada. Uh, Lupe Serrano is... Uh, it's a little bit confusing because he's also known as Canada, as is another director there, Nicholas Mendez. They started producing videos 
under the name Canada and then the company grew and now it's the name of the production company too. So yeah, not confusing at all. So Gerard, you went along to speak to Lopez Serrano and Alba Barnera. Yeah, exactly. And I went to their offices in Pueblo Now neighborhood here in Barcelona. A very creative area here in the Catalan capital. Lots of tech startups. Yeah, exactly. And their offices, they have amazing views. You could see the sea in one terrace. Then on the other terrace, you could see Sagrada Familia, Torre Glorias, even Montjuic Mountain. So amazing. Well, this is Alba Barnera, a partner at the company and global head of production. And first, Lupe Serrano, co-founder and creative director, who began by telling us what Canada is. Canada is a production company that has um, a roster of international directors, uh, has offices in Barcelona, in London and in Los Angeles. And Canada produces basically advertisement and music videos and some kind of um, short films as well. Yeah, mostly it's commercials and music videos. We started here in Barcelona and we start doing like small music videos from bands that they were friends of us. And through the music videos, I think the Canada was known more internationally. And then we started to have partnerships in different countries. And then eight years ago, something like that, we decided to, to build Canada London. And more recently, we, we went to LA to create also the, the, the office there because the America was the other big market for us, an important one to be there. You started with friends from Barcelona, but you are working with pop stars, Rosalia, Dua Lipa, Setangana. It's, it's a matter of uh, time, you know. We've been doing this, I mean, before Canada, even before Canada, we were doing music videos. We've been doing this for the last 20 years. It's step by step how things grow. So we started by doing things with friends and independent rock bands and just with no money and a lot of time and, and the help of our other friends. And bit by bit, if you do things in a, in a certain way, so you grow. I think that in our case, internet and, and how is everything so global right now, it was our key no? to, to be able to do a music video here with friends. That music video can be watch uh, around the world through internet through when something goes viral so then you have like a international audience there was something that that changed the whole thing massively which was this music video we did bombay for a in 2010 it's so that let's say the month before we we did this music video we were let's say working in in one scale and the month after we showed that video we were known in, 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 in more places, and this happened in 2010. Step by step, but it's so that after this music video for El Guincho, then Scissor Sisters came to us and was like a big moment to have like an international band. Uh, they had budget for first time of our life for a music video, so. We used to work like in 3K or 6K or budget or, or yeah, or known K and they had, I think, 30K, something like that, that we never, or something like that, that was a lot of money in that moment for us to do a music video, no? And, and then it's um, a band that they have like a, a big audience, so it was a big step for us. How do you, you work? Like, is it the artist that comes to you? Do you go speak with the artist to propose a video clip? You never go to the artist with an idea because, you know, he calls you 
Um, most of the time you are pitching, so it's you are not the only one who has been called. You are competing with other other guys, other girls, other whatever. But um, sometimes the artist has a clear idea of what what he or she wants. Sometimes not. Sometimes um, comes with a document full of references. Sometimes it's just I want to be in a I don't know in a boat. Uh, and from here you have to manage to come up with an idea that obviously fits in the budget that they have. But basically the idea is that you have to be fast, maximum a week from the call to the document you present called a treatment where you have all your ideas and has to be very specific, technical. And sometimes it's a shot in the dark, like I don't know what is this song about or I'm just trying to do my thing. Let's see if he likes or she likes it. But it's a challenge, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, 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 it's exciting. And when you have the idea, you, you feel that you are the king of the world. But prior to that, you feel you are just shit, you know, that you don't have ideas. You are repeating the same. You are old. You are ugly. You are stupid. That's that's the beauty of, of, of this job. Is it best to have a, a blank page or just to like have ideas from the artist for your creativity to start working? In my case, a blank page is dangerous because most of the time, blank page means laziness from the other part of the dialogue, you know. Blank page means, no, no, you can come up with, with whatever you want. And this whatever you want, it's never what the other part wants, you know. It's, 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 although from the other side, when there's a, an idea, even if the idea is specific and stupid, uh, if you respect that idea, it's more likely that you are going to please the artist, you know what I mean? So having restrictions, maybe it sounds like a paradox, but having restrictions makes things easier in terms of coming up with an idea because the idea that you have to come up, it's very specific and technical, you know, respecting the, the things. But if, if the artist comes with, I don't know, whatever you want, Uh, you're you're a genius. You're a fucking whatever. This is this is a, a bad beginning. You are in the production side. He's in the creative direction side. Uh, obviously, your job for a video clip is completely different to his. Mm -hmm. How you make it possible to make his dreams come true? It's also creative. I think I al I always like to say that the production side is also you need to be creative in the production side to uh, do the their their dreams possible, no. But yeah, it's a lot of dialogue between the production side and the creative side, and you start with with uh, their ideas, and then you create a, a big team with very talented people, and working all together is when you can do something good. The first thing for me is always to have a good song, and then a good treatment and a good idea. So then you need to find the good people and create a good team and and work very hard to, yeah. to do it possible. This business, I call it business, <laughs> I don't know if it's a business, but <laughs> this world only works if a director has a producer and a producer has a director, you know? You cannot do this as a single person. Obviously you've recorded thousands or hundred, at least hundreds of videos. Do you have any anecdotes that you can like share with us? I don't know where to start. It's such, it's, this is like a blank canvas question. I always remember the because it was it, it was with you with Tame Impala when we the night before started shooting the main actor oh, yeah. <laughs> and on the hospital with uh, because they he was surfing, surfing in Barcelona in Barceloneta yeah. so it was crazy and I remember perfectly the team here without you because you were like hey see you tomorrow see you tomorrow I was like okay and just we get the the phone call out 
what we just what we should say uh, do now. Yeah. But then we al we always have a there's always a solution, and it was quite a better solution than what we had, yeah. no? Yeah, yeah, we finally get it, another option that we cast that was Albert Baró, that is a Catalan. Now it's a very famous Catalan actor. It was really, really great having him in on the on the shooting because the 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 main actor that we had, it, he wasn't an actor, he was a surfer <laughs> here in Barcelona. So finally, we get Albert, and I think one well, we. So the conclusion is the cast was a disaster. No, the cast, the selection of the actor was a disaster. That's the that's the conclusion. <laughs> The good thing of that music video is that it was like a, a really free project where I've never speak with the, with the band. Uh, the band was never here. The band didn't say anything about the edit, and it was a, a, a considerable success, you know. Yeah. And we did whatever we did, we did what we wanted. But considering that how edgy is the story involving, let's say, sex and a lot of um let's say old um american movies clichés and also having some kind of weird drawings a lot of elements that that if you analyze them individually is like this is not going to happen but it happened and was a success yeah and that that that's one of the best things of of what we do that that and that that suggests that there isn't a, there isn't a formula but just trying to do what you want to do you know what i mean and what's been the most complicated video or like add the most complicated <laughs> i don't know Tevin Pala was Tevin Pala the thing with Dua Lipa the first Dua Lipa music video Lipa was huge was really huge yeah. i guess that in each project there's moments that you think fuck what the hell we are doing this is not going to happen this is definitely a mistake we're going to die but um finally you don't die i don't know <laughs> we are here yeah <laughs> yeah no it, i think that every video has like a difficult moment it depends if sometimes it's because the video ends on a does never go to on air because the band decided not to so there's there's very difficult moments for different reasons So sometimes it's because it starts raining on the shoot. So yeah, there's <laughs> it's normal to have some some moment that's like, ouch, what we should do right now, no? One of the recent videos that you did that has been very well received is Rosalia's TikTok Live. How was that? Because it's not a music video. It's like, well, it is a music video, but it's not a video clip. It's like 30 minutes of songs or a little bit more. How does that work? Matthias uh, Stills, that is uh, the director of that music video, long music video. Uh, he came with this project and, and was like a, a really good one because it was... For us, it was like a new adventure, like because we we need to work uh, with all the people and her team about the audio and music, so the the sound direct, and then or people of the the crew of the of the shooting, no. So we need to work together and with an iPhone. So it was a a really yeah a really good one because it was very new things uh, that we 
we need to to test in in that project and and then was a, I think that was a really clever way to present a, an album and it was nominated in Latin Grammy and then this next in February there's also it, it's also nominated in the Grammys uh, so it was a an important project for us last year yeah Our thanks to Alba Barnera and Lope Serrano. You can check out all their videos on CanadaCanada.com. I've spent quite a while on that website this week. It's, it's thoroughly entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I have to say so. And you can follow them on all the usual social media as well. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Vimeo. Obviously, they've got a Vimeo account. Jared, the rise of Rosalia, uh, you know, a singer from here, from, from just outside Barcelona, you know, over the last uh, six years is one of the big stories in, in pop music. And along with that, uh, it's kind of brought Canada maybe to, mm-hmm. to an even wider audience yeah, than before. Exactly. They even started with Rosalia working with her in her first album, Los Angeles, which was not very well known before El Mar Querer. And they made the music video for The Plata in, back in 2017 before doing several music videos for El Mar Querer, like Malamente. Tra, tra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, obviously that wo- that put uh, Canada and Rosalia to the next level of fame. Like. I, th- I think Malamente uh, won the Pitchfork uh, indie music website uh, video of the year. Then you've got Pienso en tu mira, uh, well, I think of your look, maybe or something like yeah, that. Yeah, more uh, or less. Recorded in and around Barcelona and in, in Hospitalet and Badalona, and I actually noticed in the video they've got the anise del mono, which is like a aniseed liqueur from Badalona, <laughs> just uh, north of Barcelona. So uh, all these little references, but yeah, they kind of combine as well. Uh, Malamente has has bullfighting, and you know, motorbikes is a big theme, and yeah, just this juxtaposition of so many different ideas. Yeah, and then there is also a uh, fucking money man. From 2019, Rosalia's first and so far only song in Catalan. With an English title. With a very Anglo-Saxon title. I I was like, what is this? Yeah, I didn't realize about that. So So a refrain in English and the rest of it in Catalan. Most of her songs in Spanish then. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that video was also produced by Canada and like they are working with uh, Rosalia up to last year as well. So who knows how like their careers will continue. Well before Rosalia came on the scene, we heard uh, Lope and Alba talk about how one of their first kind of big successes was back in 2010 with a song by El Guincho, Bombay. And I, w- I was watching that video and you can see the blueprint is there, you know, uh, so many ideas, like full of bizarre scenarios, incredibly creative, uh, surreal imagery, nudity. Uh, plenty of nudity and uh, it kind of looks like it's from another year I don't know the 70s mm-hmm. or something like that they followed it up again with other successes like um, uh, there's one Trying to be Cool by a band called Phoenix in 2013 and I really recommend checking this video out because it is you can kind of see behind the scenes as they're recording and you can see that, that when it's going to change shot but it's just this massive production but it looks like it's kind of recorded in real time you know again I doubt that they would have been able to but that's the impression it gives and uh, it's it's really yeah, really just creative. And, uh, Sounds just a, amazing. Uh, I haven't watched you that haven't one watched yet. that one? Trying to be cool. Uh, and, and, and the person, the lead singer, well, all the band members are like, you know, trying to be cool in the video. So uh, they're doing all sorts of funny things. Jared, we've been talking about music videos, but as you discovered, the actual biggest source of revenue comes from a, a different type. Yeah, comes from ads, yeah. Exactly. 
So I was surprised because I even started asking, so yeah, your biggest business is music videos. And they were like, oh no, it's ads. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, then completely different. I get it. They love to do the music videos, but, but the ones that pay are the ads. Mm -hmm. Not surprising. I was watching some of them and there's one from Apple for iPhone X. So there was this new camera portrait mode thingy. And I didn't know they were the ones that made the, the video. Canada made that video too. Yeah. I was so surprised. Yeah. And the good things about the video, like I watched a, a few of them on their website too. Uh, there was one Correos, the, the Spanish postal system, but it has that same creativity, that same surrealism that you get in the music videos, but like in a, in a TV spot, you know? Well, that's because you, I guess you didn't watch the Fanta one. No, it's didn't like, see that. I think probably one shot lasts one second or two maximum. And there are so many things like yeah. happening at the same time, all with a Fanta bottle in the middle, saying like, yeah, you can drink it, appetizers, food, restaurants, bars, everywhere. So I was quite surprised about that one. It's very colorful as well. I watched one for Green Flag. I was intrigued by the title because it said something like, we love the AA. Now, if you don't know, Green Flag and the AA are both uh, kind of motoring associations and in the UK do things like breakdown insurance. And the whole ad was just like, we love the AA because they do this and that's this and that. But we do that too, kind of thing. Or, but for cheaper. Fairly typical ad. But then just visually, just, you know, you know, kind of do things that other ads would do. Or they kind of play on the tropes. Like, for example, uh, you know, the location symbol you get on Google Maps. Uh, so that drops down instead of hovering above a car. It just crashes through the windscreen. I don't know. Uh, I guess you I have to... Watch, I want to watch yeah, that now. Uh, that's the thing. I think you just... Um, I think you just have to watch these things because um, like their music videos, serene, all kinds of pop culture references and just so incredibly creative. Jared, time for our Catalan phrase. What's it this week? Tuca de peus a terra. So touch your feet on the ground. Yeah. I guess it's like the English keep your feet on the ground, which yeah, means, uh, you know, exactly. uh, keep, keep, keep grounded, keep, don't get... Keep realistic. Realistic, Still yeah. realistic, yeah. yeah. So maybe some of these musicians, when they sh shoot to superstardom, uh, someone might say, oh, listen, look, you need to tocar de peus a terra, no? That kind of thing. Exactly. Tocar de peus a terra. That's all we've got time for today. Thank you very much for listening. You can check out, as I said, canadacanada.com if you want to learn more about them. Thanks very much to Alba and to Lope for speaking to us this week. Thank you for joining me, Gerard. It's been a pleasure as always. And we're back again next Saturday with another episode of Filling the Sink. Until then, from me, Lorcan Doherty, and all of us here at Catalan News, bye for now. Adios.